Hello and welcome to Vibrant Lives podcast, formerly Amanda's Wellbeing podcast, five-minute food facts series. I am Amanda Hayes, your host, a lawyer turned nutritionist with a passion for learning from experts about how to live a vibrant life through practicing mindfulness and meditation, eating a nourishing and healthy diet, and moving my body. And for me, that's mainly through trail running and triathlon, and sharing what I learn with you on this podcast. The content of my 5-Minute Food Facts series is for information purposes only and is not intended to replace the advice of your health professional. So today's exciting nutrient is cyanocobalamin, also known as B12, which is much less of a mouthful. It is one of the group of B vitamins which are soluble in water. There are eight B vitamins, including thiamine, B6 and folate, which I'm sure you've heard of. Vitamins are essential nutrients required in tiny amounts. For a refresher, you can refer to my previous 5-Minute Food Fact episode about vitamins and minerals, and I will put a link to that in the show notes. I've chosen to focus on B12 today because it is a vitamin that is very important to know about, particularly if you do not eat animal products. I'll explain why in a minute. Also, today I'll be talking about B12 for adults, not for children or infants. B12 has numerous vital roles in our body, including, together with folate, B12 is essential for DNA synthesis, that is, making new cells. B12 protects our nerve fibres by maintaining the sheath around them. It is involved in the formation of red blood cells and it's a coenzyme in metabolic processes, that is, the release of energy from food, and more. In relation to the last point, B-group vitamins do not themselves provide energy, as some supplement advertising would have you believe. But because they are necessary for energy production, low B vitamin status can cause a lack of energy. So where do we obtain B12 in our diets? Almost anything of animal origin contains B12. That is meat, liver, eggs, milk, cheese. It's also found in fish, shellfish and some bacterially fermented foods like yogurt. Non-animal sources of B12 rely on fortification like fortified soy products, breakfast cereals or nutritional yeast. Let's talk about how much B12 we need. B12 is required in minuscule amounts. According to the National Health and Medical Research Council, the RDI, or Recommended Dietary Intake for Adults, both men and women, is 2.4 micrograms per day. Also, the total body store in the liver of B12 is about 3 to 5 milligrams, which is, enlo- which is enough to last for several years. If you eat a reasonable amount of meat, you'll be getting enough B12. If you're a lacto-ovo-vegetarian, it's also very likely that you're consuming enough B12. Diets with no animal products, like a strict vegan diet, contain practically no B12, so it is a nutrient that vegans absolutely need to be aware of. And most definitely, if you're vegan, monitor your B12 levels with your doctor. I would also note that some products, such as sea algae, miso and spirulina, do not provide an active or bioavailable form of B12, so you should also be aware of that. So where it's at for B12 is the consequences of deficiency. 
The symptoms of B12 deficiency can include fatigue, weakness, constipation, tingling of the hands and feet, confusion, poor memory, just to name some. The most common cause of B12 deficiency is actually malabsorption rather than inadequate intake. To understand this, it's useful to know about the basics of B12 absorption. So B12 undertakes a long journey in our bodies. In the stomach, hydrochloric acid and pepsin, a digestive enzyme, release B12 from foods where it is bound to enzymes in meats and other animal foods. From there, the B12 binds with intrinsic factor, which is a transporter protein for B12, and passes all the way down the small intestine, bound to the intrinsic factor, and it's finally absorbed into the bloodstream in the terminal ileum. Binding with intrinsic factor is vital for B12 to be absorbed. A common condition in older people is atrophic gastritis, and this is where cells of our stomach are damaged, and the production of gastric acid, hydrochloric acid that is, and intrinsic factor decline. So that is one of the causes of malabsorption. When it comes to DNA synthesis, B12 and folate depend on each other for activation in the DNA sequence. When B12 is deficient, normal nuclear division is interrupted because folate is kind of trapped. This leads to a reduction in DNA synthesis, which can ultimately lead to spinal cord and nervous system disease. When it comes to B12 and your blood, B12 deficiency causes pernicious anemia, a type of anemia known as megaloblastic anemia, and it's called that because the red blood cells are enlarged. It's actually really important to mention that anemia caused by B12 deficiency or by folate deficiency look the same under a microscope, but it's really important to distinguish between them. And this is something your doctor can run tests for, because if folate is given when it's actually B12 that is needed, it can have devastating, potentially irreversible neurological consequences, from decreased performance on intellectual tests to creeping paralysis starting in the extremities. Therefore, it's obvious to note that early detection and treatment of B12 deficiency is vital to avoid any permanent damage. And if that's not enough to get you to eat a steak or some cheese or some fortified soy, another important B12 role is that it helps regulate homocysteine levels. Homocysteine is a byproduct of protein digestion. B12 deficiency can lead to raised homocysteine levels, and that's not desirable because elevated homocysteine is an established risk factor for cardiovascular disease. For those who need it, B12 supplements are readily available, including vegan formulations produced microbiologically, so not derived from animals. There are various forms of B12 supplements, and I believe that some people have strong opinions about which ones are best, but I won't go into that. I would definitely recommend speaking with your health practitioner if you're considering taking a B12 supplement. To be thorough, it's worth touching on whether you can have too much B12. The National Health and Medical Research Council has not set an upper limit, which it often does for various vitamins and minerals for B12, because there is insufficient data. There is no evidence that current intake levels in Australia represent a health risk, but like all vitamins, 
more is not necessarily better. So if you are taking a supplement, I would always say stick to the recommended dose. And that's it for B12. It's definitely a vitamin that punches above its weight. We only need minuscule amounts, but the consequences of deficiency can be dire. Thank you for listening today. I hope you found this episode about B12 useful or interesting. If you did, please share the podcast and tell your friends about it. And if you could take a minute to leave a rating on Apple Podcasts, it will help people find my podcast. If you would like to subscribe to Vibrant Lives Podcast, you can subscribe on all good podcast providers like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio and Google Podcasts. You can also subscribe on YouTube. Please follow me on Instagram at vibrant underscore lives underscore podcast. Feel free to DM me if there's a nutrient or food topic that you'd like to learn more about. Thank you again. Eat well, move well, think well.